This is It Could Have Been Worse, a podcast where we tell stories of terrible things happening in our everyday lives, things that might have left us severely injured or disfigured, or may have even killed us, but we've survived. It then becomes painfully clear to us that it could have been worse. Hello, and welcome to episode six of It Could Have Been Worse. Today we have two stories. Our first story is a telling of a young boy who just wants his parents to be civil, titled, Please Don't Fight. In our second story, I tell of a horrible nightmare world, titled, The End. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe and share. We have new episodes coming every Monday, and be sure to check out our pod page at podpage.com slash it could have been worse. Please don't fight. I'm woken up by the screaming. It seems like every night it gets louder and louder. Why won't they stop? Why can't they realize I don't want them fighting all the time? Why can't they be happy? Happy like they were when I was a lot smaller and they held each other's hands and hugged each other when they got home. Happy like they showed on TV. Why can't things be like that? Like they are on TV? Mom is okay when I get home from school. Not like she used to be when she would clean the house and water the plants and listen to music. Now she's calm but less active. She sits on the couch and watches TV with a cigarette in one hand and an open paperback in the other. She sets the paperback down while the show is on and reads during commercials, all while taking puffs from her cigarette. A cloud of secondhand smoke hangs a few feet above the floor. Dad gets home around 6 or 7 and already has a beer and cigarette in hand when he walks through the door. He has always had a beer in his hand. I can't really remember a time when he didn't. He never gets violent when he drinks, but he has tried to kill himself a few times. I like when Dad got home. He always had some funny jokes he heard at work or some really funny and ridiculous stories. He gives Mom a small kiss and they say they love each other and everything feels okay. Mom reaches into the freezer. Her gallon-sized brown bottle of whiskey forms frost where the liquid hides inside. I have about 30 minutes until the shouting. I help Mom as much as I can with dinner. I'm not too good with a knife, but I help anyway. She soon starts coughing slightly, and I know the argument is coming. She has a tick when she drinks, and it drives Dad crazy. She doesn't realize she's doing it at first, but after several years, she does it intentionally to upset Dad. Dad asks her to stop the coughing, but she does it more and more to upset him. She begins to mumble mean words under her breath until it's loud enough for Dad to barely hear, and then the shouting starts. I retreat to my room and shut the door. I know what's coming, and I hate to hear it. I turn on my little TV in my room and turn up the volume, only listening slightly for the words I fear the most. Maybe I should kill myself. Those words still taunt me today. They get louder and louder. Tears start to flow steadily from my eyes as I hear them say their harsh words. Mom mentions something that Dad did almost 20 years ago and he gets mad. He can yell louder, but Mom can yell in a benchy-like shriek and it goes on that way for a bit longer. I try anything to distract myself from what is being said. Suddenly there's silence. Dad says, forget it, 
with a shout and slams the door. I hear his truck start and speed away. I emerge from my room with tears streaked down my face and ask where dad went. Mom tells me he's a piece of shit and doesn't care if he comes back. This breaks my heart and I run and hide myself in my room. Mom didn't know how to comfort me so she would just leave me alone. A couple hours would pass, mom still taking drinks from that fucking brown bottle. Dad would come in and head for bed as mom sent those short, sharp coughs at him. He tried his best to ignore her but sometimes she got to him and they would argue more. More harsh words would be sent out and I would escape to my room. The shouting would continue sometimes until midnight and even later during the weekends. They wouldn't listen to me when I would ask them to stop. They would just yell at me and tell me to go away and tell me I was a mistake and to stop getting in the middle of their conversations and just go away. So I sit in my room crying, wondering why they ever had me in the first place. Why they would say such hurtful things and then act like they never said them the next day. Wondering if it will all be better if they would just stop drinking for a few days and then maybe they would be happy again and stop fighting all the time and everything could be like it is on TV and just love me like they used to. We could be happy like we used to. I just want to be happy. The end. The sky suddenly grew dark as the clouds rolled in out of nowhere. I was out playing with my sister and cousins just like any summer day. We all lived near each other, our families staying close to help each other if there ever was a need. We ran through the nearby forest and pretended to be ninjas. We set up tree forts and traps and secret bases and played like any group of preteens would given our resources. We were all getting ready to head back to our homes to have lunch so we could come back and continue playing. We dropped our makeshift swords and throwing stars and started our short walk back when we started to hear screaming. Soon, a cacophony of men and women screaming filled the air and we all looked at each other with panic-riddled faces. We split off and headed to our homes in a sprint. What the hell was going on? The clouds grew darker and the screaming seemed to be coming from the wind, but the sounds of the wind blowing through the trees could still be heard. A loud whistling groan came from the trees as their leaves began to curl up and turn black. They fell off the trees and crumbled into dust that flowed in black swirls with the wind. Dogs soon began to howl all around. Their cries sounded like they were in pain, and they eventually started to trail off into pain gurgles, but would then start again in the gurgle as if they couldn't stop howling despite their pain. The sounds of their pained howling soon joined the macabre chorus of screams and shrieking wind. Nearby, the sounds of crunching metal and blaring horns suddenly filled our ears. Vehicles crashing over and over into a perpetual pileup as the occupants spilled out into the streets, their lives draining into crimson rivers in the gutter. The air grew hot and the crimson began to bubble and evaporate. The wind drew it in with the blackened leaves and mixed it together into the hanging clouds that now glowed in a deep red. The blaring horns and pained moans of the dying joined the sickening sounds already present. Above us, the sky began to fill with birds of all shapes and sizes. They spun around in unison in strange patterns and all cried out in a muddled ballad. 
They all flew as high as their wings could take them, and as they reached their apex, they suddenly turned towards the ground and flew headfirst into the earth with a deafening resonance. The sound joined the dissonant choir of the dead and dying along with the gruesome crunch of a million avians striking terra firma. Lights flashing within the reddened clouds signaled the arrival of lightning. The thunder boomed and shook the ground beneath our feet. Small cracks formed but soon grew in size and began to spread like a web across the land. With every boom of thunder the cracks grew. A faint red glow began to appear from the cracks as the magma made its way to the surface. Columns of searing red liquid poured upward into the boiling clouds in a twisted vision that defied logic. Lightning encircled the flow and shot off at different angles, striking nearby trees and setting them aflame. Billowing smoke grew and joined the clouds above. The crackle of the burning trees filtered its way into the ever-growing noises. The chanting soon started in a low, throaty tone. Ominously, it droned on and joined almost harmoniously with the previous sounds. The hum soon began to rise in pitch and the screaming followed suit as if being conducted by the chants. The land grew darker and took on an ashy tone. Flora began to wither and curl into sallow stems as a faint flow of dust blew off into the sickening swirl of clouds. Small animals fell dead suddenly and a low tone consisting of the resonance of their bodies colliding with the surface beneath them also joined the growing rumble of sounds filling the air. Larger animals soon followed with louder death rattles. The galloping of horses could be heard in the distance. The rhythmic sound grew slowly and could be heard in all directions. No matter which direction we turned it sounded like they were coming straight for us. The crunch of the dead beneath their hooves clawed at our ears like nails on a chalkboard. The sounds of something heavy dragging alongside the galloping caused terror to fill my mind as thoughts of horsemen bearing heavy instruments meant for the remainder of the living to join the maelstrom unfolding all around. We ran quickly trying to avoid the chaos erupting all around us. In the near distance a beacon of safe light glowed in stark contrast to the darkening red and grey. Grandma's house stood out in the chaos, untouched by the horror descending on the land. We just needed to make it another hundred yards or so and we would be safe. The hellish choir had grown so loud we had to cover our ears to keep from being blinded by the throbbing pain surrounding us in what felt like being confined in a thick mud made of pure anguish. We breached the door and Grandma quickly shut it behind us. All was calm and quiet for a moment as the light within washed over us in a comforting blanket of peace and tranquility. Mom grabbed us and held us in a tight embrace as she collapsed on the floor, weeping with tears of joy that her children were safe, but mixed with sorrow as she watched the outside devolve into a living nightmare. Grandma ran from window to window drawing the curtains and shouting at the horsemen to leave her and her family alone. We sat in the house for what felt like hours until we heard the earth outside groan. We peered warily through the closed windows and saw a massive shadow rise. It blotted out all the light from the sun until only the flashes from the red lightning and glow of the molten rock illuminated the land. The shadow moved slowly but deliberately, and everywhere it touched turned black and emanated shadow like a spotlight of negative energy. The ground bulged under the shadow land and erupted with winged men wrapped in glowing red chains. They walked calmly and spread shadows as they explored their new home. People emerged from the refuge of their homes and dropped to their knees begging for mercy at their feet. The men smiled and slid their hands across their cheeks in a soft caress and the people fell over in convulsions and their bodies twisted into grotesque impossible shapes that emitted smoke until they burst into black flames that drew in all light around them like a black hole. Others who witnessed this immediately threw their heads into the ground, repeatedly smashing their skulls until movement abandoned their shell. The skies filled with creatures dripping blood and gore in large pools and piles, and the chained men began feasting on the viscera. 
They gorged themselves to the point of bursting, and that's exactly what they did. Loud, deafening explosions filled the air as their shadowed innards flew in all directions, spreading the darkened corruption wherever it fell. The sky creatures curled through the clouds and dipped low with large jaws open and drank the ground like water, leaving large scars through the land. When they had their fill, they would enter the oceans and petrify into large swaths of stone that sank and displaced water, flooding the land. The large shadow made its way to the new land that filled what was once ocean and roared loudly. The clouds parted and a light bathed the being of shadow and cleared away the shade. The land was awash in a soft white light and people began to emerge and attempt to bathe in the light. When they made contact with the light, their flesh immediately disintegrated and they faded into the ether. The once shadow creature now shone through in a congealed mass of flesh and bone, machine of iron and plastics, and earth. It rose slowly into the sky and disappeared into the light. All sounds ceased and the land stood silent. Wind calmed to nothing and the clouds faded into blue skies. The waters dissipated and the mountains flattened until the lands were smooth. The light from the sun shimmered off the barren land. The sky faded into a clear nothingness. The ground below turned to atoms that faded into nothingness. Everything became nothing before my eyes until I faded away. Those were our stories for this week. Thank you for listening. Please come back next time for another episode of It Could Have Been Worse.